Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Good evening. You're welcome to Back to Base on Africa Tech Radio. My name is Lillian. And of course, you know that Back to Base is that program for founders. We talk about a founder's journey. We talk about how they got to where they are today. The hurdles that they have passed through. And of course, the expert advice to people who would like to tow the same line. Hmm. My name is Lillian. And... You see, the world has finally seen, or for some, has finally seen the error in our ways. I mean, we now know that <laughs> our actions can indeed hurt the planet, which can in turn hurt us, you know. And that is why we're embarking on a green transition, albeit slowly, but of course it's steady, right? On Saturday, this Saturday, the 12th of August, was the International Youth Day and the theme was Green Skills for Youth towards a sustainable world and according to the un to make this green transition successful we need people to learn what we call green skills these are things that you need to know to be good at or to live in a way that is good for the planet and green skills include knowing how to use eco-friendly technologies and methods at work as well as having the right attitudes and values to make environmentally friendly choices in your job and your everyday life. And one person who has taken this role seriously is OK Essay, the founder and CEO of Fast Stove Energy. Now, if you're interested in founding a company or if you want to learn how you can save the planet one action at a time with your skills, then stay put. Hi, OK. How are you doing? Hi. OK. <laughs> how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm I'm great too. I mean, uh, how have you been seeing Nigeria these past few days? Well, we're always uh, positive as entrepreneurs that so let's get better. Yeah, it's tough, it's challenging, but we're positive. Just as entrepreneurs, we keep looking for innovative ways to, to survive the present. Okay, that is amazing. Let's just dive into it, right? Tell me about your company, Pastove Energy. Okay, Pastove was started uh, five years ago as a company that produces a clean cook stoves, a stove that when you cook, you can also charge your phone and also have electricity in your home. So we started it in five years ago. Then three years ago, we, we launched the largest one called wood pellet. So we, we introduced what is called wood pellet. Wood pellet is a substitute fuel for charcoal and firewood and kerosene. So it's more economical and it's more efficient. So we produce that as a company and uh, we've been scaling our production and our markets. So that's all we do. We produce those that generates electricity that uses our biomass uh, wood pellet. What is the wood pellet? What is, it, what, is it, what is that? Okay, wood pellet is a fuel made from sawdust. You know, the normal sawdust that we know as waste. Mm-hmm. Uh, the normal rice husk that we see when we mill rice. The bark that comes out as waste. You know, some people use it for animal feed, and there are also another one that is a waste. So we take the other ones that is a waste and uh, convert it into something like a pellet. It's uh, cylindrical, brown or golden in color, and uh, is a substitute for charcoal, firewood, and uh, kerosene for cooking. When I was younger, we visited the village, and we, my my grand, I was a grandparent, my aunt then in the village, they, she used um, coconut back and yes, and exactly and the one from palm palm tree there's one thin 
I, I don't know what to call that. And they used that and it generated, <laughs> it generated, you know, fire and it was, it was working. Yes. But then there was one thing about that. The smoke was always too much. So how, exactly. how do you regulate that? Exactly. We also use coconut husk or pancana shell. Pancana um, shell. But the, the, dif- the difference is, is the way we engineered our stove. Mm. Our stove, we had what we call the airflow system. Okay. The airflow system ensures that the right amount of oxygen that the flame needs to burn efficiently gets to the flame. So in that way, it becomes uh, smokeless. Any flame that is smoky means that it lacks oxygen. So it's trying to breathe. Let to allow the flame to breathe well. <laughs> Don't suffocate <laughs> it. <laughs> Don't suffocate it. <laughs> All right. So before you stumbled upon past the energy, what were you doing before? Okay, I was in a people call it a financial consultant. Mm. But what what it means is that I was helping companies to raise funds. You oh, know? Wow. So I was into fundraising. So they, they were calling me consultant, but I don't know. But what I know is that I was helping companies, both established and new ones, to raise funds. Mm. So while I was doing it, I discovered that uh, it was paying the bills, but it wasn't a sustainable business. I wasn't doing anything social impact. Oh, okay. So I wasn't impacting lives, you know. So I decided to make the switch to move into a green economy to ensure that we make money we also impact lives and uh, create more uh, societal benefits. So of all the things you could have done to impact life, why did you choose clean tech? Yes, why I chose it because we we're discussing as a team, we're like, what is the number one pressing problem that we have in Nigeria? All of us chorus is power. You know, everybody mm. said it's power. Mm-hmm. So when I said, yeah, but how can we domesticate this problem? You know, you know, his power is the funding that he needs have a lot of license regulation. So how can we domesticate this this problem so that we can find the solution that meets it? We normally call it problem solution fit. You know, your problem must be able to fit the the your solution must be able to fit the problem you want to solve. Mm-hmm. So after we discussed a lot of ideas, we iterated a lot of ideas. We came up to say, okay, since every home primarily cooks. You know, why can't we look for a stove that can also generate electricity? Mm-hmm. And that is how the idea came up, you know, to design a stove that can also produce electricity. Uh, that's how we came up with the idea. So that, you're telling me so, that those, when you put those pallets in the stove, I'm, I can plug my phone in that same thing? Or is another stove? Exactly. No, the same stove. How it works is, you know, the way you, you put your charger in the, in the car cigarette spot? Mm-hmm. You know, start oh. charging your phone. So, so that is like how the concept works. So, where you plug it is where the flame is generated that cooks your food. So, we converted the flame into electricity. So, that's just to bring it home. That is genius. Oh, my <laughs> God. How did you think about that? <laughs> yeah, I think it's just when we look around us and said we have a lot of problems. And we believe technology is an enabler. You know to help us to solve our problems oh wow <laughs> so you mentioned how you thought about alternative sources for electricity and nigeria is in a place right now we are in a state right although in some parts of the country we have steady power supply other parts of the country are begging for mercy this will help the rural areas so much 
those people who don't have access to electricity because when you can power your phone you're good right but then some even those in the urban areas right those who are dependent on petrol fossil fuel in general you know nigeria now if it's not petrol if not this we are not resting so what other alternative source of um electricity do you propose nigerians should start looking into i will propose for us to liberalize power generation the way it is currently i know the, this government is trying to you know look into those that policy the policy says that as an individual you can only generate a minimum of 100 kilowatts this is huge amount of investment but if they can make it that okay even if i want to generate 10 kilowatts i can generate and supply my neighbor then that becomes a business model for someone to say okay how much to go into 10 kilowatts using solar and allow me to transmit it to my neighborhood so i remember those days when uh, dstv was uh, you know a status thing you see some people will pay for the subscription and start sharing the wire mm-hmm. to their neighbors mm-hmm. you know so you know that was when it was like a status thing yeah then from there they had to like a lot of companies came and tried to make it affordable so if government can allow nigerians who can afford it solar is just the best because we are positioned in the area where we have a lot of sunshine so because we have a lot of sunshine we can access that benefit and start generating electricity for somebody that uh, 10 kv is a whole lot of energy for a household so if that person can access to 2 kv to his or her neighbor you know it will help other people before you know if you live in an estate maybe three or four people might generate electricity for the whole estate and that can make the pricing competitive so what i'm saying when the discos can see that nigerians can generate electricity and distribute it to their community it will create price competitiveness mm-hmm. so this pricing that you keep hearing the discos will keep increasing prices arbitrarily they'll start thinking twice because they know that there's alternative in as much as there is no alternative there is no amount of electricity you generate that can solve the problem we are facing so it's about giving individuals the authority to generate and distribute and make money then becomes price competitive okay of course you know that when i introduced this program i said that uh, on saturday was the international youth day but the thing they chose this time around is green skills for youth towards a sustainable world now imagine there are some techies out there who want to start a company and they're saying okay uh, i want to start a company i want to start going to green tech clean tech but i don't know which other aspects i should look into do you have any insight on that yes i have green tech is a very broad industry Mm -hmm. and what i will advise is for anyone that wants to go into any sector or any industry within the green tech Mm -hmm. the person need to understand the technology behind it for example you want to go into biogas generation is green tech you want to convert waste to electricity is it you want to convert recycled plastics into other uses like ties like petrol and others that's an industry you also want to go into smart agriculture talking about organic farming talking about biogas farming talking about so it is broad the 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 advice is in as much as there is a huge opportunity for it the 
the world is moving towards sustainability mm. everybody is talking about how do we fight climate change how do we reduce emissions so there is a lot of opportunities in this industry the person going into it need to be able to go and study technologies that drives the innovation they want to they want to introduce and also be able to ask themselves how can we make our stone better because if you don't have a way to make your technology better you know you will not be you will not be successful because uh, people will always uh, push you out of the market business is like a battleground mm mm-hmm. Okay, that that makes a lot of sense. So just um find out the niche you want to carve, then go and learn exactly. the technology behind it. Simple. I exactly. saw somebody online. She was, she she recycled was it sachet water, and she used uh-huh. it into this very sturdy travel bag. bag. Amazing! Yes. Like there's nothing you do to that bag yes. like to cut. I just noticed that. And exactly. <laughs> it's amazing. Exactly. So what about now the world, right? You know that we just started embr- t- talking about climate change not quite long ago. It has been in the in the lines. People have been talking about it, but we just started taking it seriously not quite long ago. How do you um, encourage others to start looking into eco-friendly activities to save the planet? I will say there is no hard and fast way to to do that except the willingness you know the person need to believe that okay i want to be um, an activist mm-hmm. i want to help the environment because anything about ecosensitization is like an ngo is like doing giving back to the to the environment mm. so there is no much financial incentives attached to it mm. however you can also be innovative to find a way to create a business model even though you want to talk about the environment allow people to make a behavioral shift you know start using single use plastics start thinking about um, composting start taking a lot of things about uh, being uh, eco friendly they need to also look at okay how can i monetize these activities because in the monetization of that activities become sustainable mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there is no sustainability without money so they need to also think through okay well, this activity i want to do how can i monetize it you know there are different ways they can monetize it they can allow people to see it as there is a cause they want to be part of mm. so you tell them to make one dollar donation or a one thousand dollar donation then you create a very robust accounting system. Mm. If I'm contributing to your cause, I need to get an email to tell me this is how much we received, this is how we utilize this money, then this is what we want to do in the next month. Then I'll feel happy that the 1,000 Naira I've donated to this cause, this is the impact it has made. Then I'll decide, okay, then let me give them 2,000. They've been able to prove. So it's about being accountable. Even though you want to monetize your project, you have to also be accountable to those who are also contributing to your cause. All right. Uh, you talked about how you have been in fintech. You have been a finance. They called you consultant, right? And then you yes. started this company five years ago, which is exactly. amazing. Anything can be started at any time. Whenever you get the yeah. idea, start working towards it. But then I cannot help but wonder the kinds of hurdles that you might have faced in the course of running, starting running and you know, trying to keep your business afloat. So can you share some of those with us, some of the challenges that you have faced so far? Mm. I'll share, I'll share. 
I'll share it, but I'm not sharing it to discourage people. Mm-hmm. But I'm sharing it to understand that you know, if they if life throws you lemon, make lemonade out of it. Simple. You know? mm-hmm. So let let me give you an example. When we started, like okay, let me say three years ago, we we buy diesel at less than a hundred and hundred fifty naira a liter. <laughs> then last year they it hit a thousand naira a liter. Oh wow! And at that time, at that time, I was spending close to hundred and twenty thousand naira a day, a day production. That is what I spent, and this was not planned you know and you must keep the generator running if not how will you pay salaries how will you make money mm-hmm. that's one of the challenge then now it has dropped around 700 and something which is like times six what it was then let me give you another example when government said they've removed subsidy you know is biting everybody now we normally spend um around 200 000 to move our goods from abuja to Gombe, you know and now it is 418 naira to move the same goods and the market does not want us to increase price you see the challenge mm-hmm. so if the market is allowing us to to also increase price we'll pass the burden to the users mm-hmm. but the market because we are price sensitive and is a highly competitive industry you also need to look at your competitors if they are not increasing why are you increasing so that means you need to look internally to know how to be able to move your cost around to be able to find a way to compensate for this and another thing also that have happened also is that electricity bill has went to the ceiling mm. we normally spend around fifty thousand naira every month now we're spending a hundred and something thousand naira on electricity bill these are costs that we cannot we cannot do anything about it mm-hmm. external factor cost mm-hmm. these are challenges that we're looking at then another thing also we face there are some materials raw materials that we import from china you know because we cannot assess dollar so we need to now buy dollar at almost a thousand naira that it is today is around 920 naira this is what when we started we are buying at less than 150 naira to import our raw materials now we're almost a thousand naira so you can see that the external factors are pressing us to the juggler but as entrepreneurs i cannot stand and be shouting <laughs> you just need to look at how to be innovative mm-hmm. and to come out of this you know so that's what i want people to understand that if you want to go into business you don't need to complain you just need to look beyond go back to your drawing board and you know do your plus and minus and know how to you know cut some cuts from somewhere and compensate for the other side that you cannot so that i can you, you can breathe <laughs> breathing is very important, important. <laughs> what i've been wondering um, when you were talking i was just imagine myself using your product right i was like wow it's going to be really cool to save me a lot of money but yeah. then i realized i thought i thought to myself so if this if the thing you use as fuel what did you call it again the pellets if that those pellets the one that i'll buy with the, yes. the, if it finishes where do i get another so what what we encourage people who are not within our markets um, that will have a physical um, store where they can refill we tell them to buy 50 kg 50 kg is 5000 naira and you can use 50 kg for two months plus you know depending on if you're a small size family you use it for three months but for family like six seven they can use it for two months so you already know that before it gets finished mm. you order for another one okay so that's what we encourage people who are like far from us but if you are close to us you can take 10 kg 
you finish you go to our stores and, and make your repurchase that works that actually does work ah, oh my gosh i will need to <laughs> have one of those products and finally i know that there's always um room for growth in every industry so what is next for your company what do you see where do you see your company in you know when they see people say what, what where do you see yourself in five years i don't i never know how to answer yeah. those, that question so I, but i feel you do <laughs> Yeah, okay. Um, this month we're introducing new product. Mm. You know, it's a product that uh, once you buy it, you don't buy fuel again. If the fuel comes zero, and with the fuel, you can also power your generator. So, we're giving you a, a stove that once you buy it, you mm. don't buy, you don't come back to us again to buy fuel. You don't need to buy fuel for a generator. We're launching it this month. So, uh, I want to tell you to keep an eye on our pages. We're going to launch it. <laughs> uh, another thing for us is uh, before the end of this month, mm. we are going to launch the largest cook stove project in Nigeria, 500,000 units. We are doing it in seven states in Nigeria. So we also need to check us that before the end of this month, our partners, we are fine-tuning every other details on the contract. So it's coming up. Seven states. We announced it that you know the seven states. You know when we are. I'm sure Lagos will be among uh, the seven states now. <laughs> you know. So another thing also for us is uh, we we're expanding into outside Nigeria. Um, we are with we have partners in Cameroon. So we have new partners that is coming up in Zambia. So we're expanding towards Zambia before the end of this month. And uh, these are things that we are focusing on currently aggressively to ensure sure that uh, we end this year on a stronger foot like we did last year amazing stuff this it's great thing you're doing right because if you if, like i said before if you go into you know some communities some, some of them are not seeing lights eh, since this year started and if they can have a way to pass something in that would be amazing so is there anything you want to exactly. say before we leave um, I want to thank you for the opportunity. I always like uh, this opportunity to interact with people, encourage them. That That's my main purpose, to encourage people to understand that the way the economy is going, you need to also think outside the box. You mm. know, If you are having a full-time employment, you also think about doing a side hustle. We need it. Mm-hmm. And you can start side hustle with Pastor. We're there to partner with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, amazing. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank You're listening you so to much. Africa Tech Radio. My name is Lillian, and of course, uh, I have been having a conversation with OK Eze. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.